You're listening to The Move. The stories of one ill-equipped man's very apparent shortcomings dealing with life abroad. Now, here's your host, Nick Griffin! We are here at the Clockwork Door uh, in Dublin. I've been here for a few days now and I figure I would catch up with a few of my mates from Dublin. Uh, when you're travelling around the place, you don't always get the opportunity to go back to some of the places and uh, I figure it is a lovely day. The whole weekend has been absolutely amazing. So I've been like trekking around, meeting up with a few of the people and one guy that uh, kind of stuck out to me and really worked with the theme of this podcast was Pedro Ribeiro, who I'm glad to say is sitting right across from me at this desk right now. Welcome to The Move, Pedro. Thank you. Thank you for having me in The Move. <laughs> now, hopefully I, I did pronounce your name correctly. It was actually very good. I'm, Thank I'm you. very impressed and I give you props. Well, I should say as well, and I don't think I, I mentioned it beforehand, but the reason why I know you is through comedy. So yeah. uh, a little while ago, uh, and I haven't gotten back on stage yet, but I used to dabble with a Shame. bit of... Yeah, I know. Shame. I know. I'll get there eventually. Uh, used to do a bit of open mic kind of stuff here around Dublin, and, and I met Pedro and, uh, you know, just kind of... Most of the gigs I'd be at, you'd be at, and we're at the kind, same kind of, you know, mm-hmm. same kind of level in the same kind of circles and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I've chatted to you before, and and I've done interviews with you before in the past, and you've you've travelled everywhere. You've done a whole bunch <laughs> of travel, and more importantly, you've lived at a bunch of places. So, can yeah. you tell me a little bit about your your background and where you lived and and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that I lived in that many places, but yeah, my. But I live in some... So my background... So I'm from a small town in Portugal, in the Algarve, where Maddie was kidnapped. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> I just watched that documentary. Uh, so That's now, yeah. the village near my town. I'm literally 10 minutes away driving from where she was kidnapped. Wow. It's a beautiful crap. beach, by the way. That yeah, place. yeah. You should definitely go and visit. But besides the kidnapping... Yeah, don't bring kids. Yeah, yeah, oh, don't yeah. bring kids. Mad Max over there for the kids. <laughs> oh, dude. Really? That's crazy. So, it is, yeah. So uh, what, were, you, were you around in Portugal yeah. when that was happening? <laughs> I was like in high school. Really? And yeah. what was going... Like, were they, did they let you know that kind of stuff? Like, how much of it were you aware of at the time? Oh, Everybody, I mean, like everybody, I don't remember if it was a week or anything. I just remember going into high school, like, and having a class and people talking about, have you heard about the girl who was kidnapped, the British girl? Wow. So he was thinking, and everybody, when that happened, they thought two things. I remember that like, everybody thought, well, she's dead and they'll yeah. find the body, like, in a day, or she's just going to come back soon. Like, literally, I don't think anyone ever thought, well, no one ever thought this was going to happen. Uh, but I remember, like, immediately it was a big thing. Mostly because she was English and yeah. small town in Portugal. So, like, if she was a Portuguese little girl, to be fair, probably most people wouldn't give it. You know, wouldn't, think, wouldn't care about wouldn't it. Wouldn't yeah. care that much okay. about it. You can swear on the podcast. Again, okay. <laughs> what the fuck? No, yeah. okay. no but it was, it was a weird period. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when Maddie was kid, I was weird because the poster. So they showed the Netflix documentary. They showed yeah. all the posters. And I remember the posters. If I knew they were going to be that big, I would have gotten all the posters and be selling them around. Right? Yeah. I, I should have fucking done that. I didn't think about it because I was fifteen. Or well, did you did you realize? So if you're fifteen, how long did it take you to realize how big that kind of story was? Like, did you know? Like, obviously, like I've heard about it from Australia, yeah, and then <laughs> the other side of the world. Like, did you know at the time that it was going to be that kind of big? I think I remember it was, it was national because it was in the news. Like my parents watch every news like lunchtime dinner time whatever they're always watching the news so I remember it was pretty visible for yeah. me that I knew it was a thing and right away I think two days after there were jokes about it yeah it's the world that we live in hey and uh, I know I remember that I noticed it was pretty big when you saw I think it was David Beckham and Cristiano Ronaldo coming on TV saying bring Maddie back oh wow that's uh, I really want this girl back it's a, it's a huge shame I mean like I'm no jokes about it yeah, I, no. I saw the documentary as well because it was in my hometown that was mm. my main thing there's this guy in first 
second episode, the mayor, and that's my mayor, and yeah. he's just there talking about, oh, Algarve is such a safe place. And he quickly reminded me of the guy from Jaws, trying okay. to keep the beach open. Yes, yep, yep. It's yep. the same thing. And then I was looking at this guy, like, oh, this is my mayor. Yeah. I, I know this guy. He's an alcoholic. And do you think that... Uh, <laughs> and, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, look, uh, it's a public servant. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, do, do, you, do you find like that, like, having watched the Netflix documentary, do you reckon that there's anything that they got wrong about, you know, about your kind of where you grew up? Or Oh, no. I think, I mean... the I mean, Jesus, like, they talk a lot about the police, and I can't yeah. imagine that they're not the best. I mean, like, for example, one thing that they notice is, like, there weren't that many police right away. Well, because this is a little village in the yeah, corner. Yeah, I mean, why would there be, you know? Nothing ever happens there. That's, that's such a safe place. And they don't really have the best detectives, you know. This is not London, or like, this is not Lisbon or Porto, like a big city. This is a small. So they just got somebody eventually to check it. Mm. And then you see there's all these issues with how the room was and the whole situation then by law I didn't know about that that by law like just because you're missing doesn't mean that it's a, a like a felony or something that the police need to yeah. investigate right so there's all this bunch of things so I, I don't think they made such a they painted such a bad picture I know that the English media did the British media yeah definitely, definitely. and because they're English I don't know if you have any <laughs> yeah well listeners. I'm living in the UK now I but... love you guys uh, <laughs> give me gigs uh, but yeah but there was like this whole thing but then it went back and forth then yeah. the Portuguese media started attacking the British rolled out of hand kind of thing jeez yeah, yeah it was fun it was fun like uh, I didn't realize I only realized how big it was when I moved abroad and then when I mentioned or people make jokes about, oh, you Portuguese, uh, did you kidnap me? I'm like, I'm literally 10 minutes away. That's crazy. Yeah, so that's a thing. Yeah, like Dude. it's it's still a thing. We can talk, we talk about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, time, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it would have come up recently, you know, with uh, the Netflix documentary, like exactly. you just said, like you know, and it's uh, it's hot topic again. But geez, yeah. mate, then that's where you started off. That's what I started. <laughs> then I've traveled. So I yeah, yeah, why. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there's just all these people keep going missing around me. <laughs> I don't know what happened. In all uh, the countries I live in. Oh, such... yeah, we've connected the dots now, but. Uh, no, but no, it still took me a while to start traveling. Actually, yeah. I didn't, I think, I went to Spain a bit when I was a kid with my parents. But I didn't really travel until I was, like, outside of Portugal until I was 19. And then I went to Cape Verde. This is just a random thing that a friend of mine won a competition. Like, you know, one of those get a week. Oh, really? Free yeah, she yeah. won. She had, like, she was, like, 19 from college. She won this thing. It's actually a really fun story because she won it and... Um, I think it was five days in a five-star hotel in Cape Verde. Everything paid, like, I mean, the trip, the hotel, the food. And then she had to bring another person. And she had a boyfriend, right? But he couldn't go, right? So then she asked her, one of her best friends, a flatmate. And he was Brazilian. A Portuguese Brazilian. Great guy. And just before everything was getting ready, he lost his passport. Oh, wow. Boom. So who's the third in line? <laughs> Mr. Pedro. <laughs> If you literally sent a message, would you like to go to Cape Verde for free for like oh, a week? Dude. Two weeks before exam sex. So. How do you, how do you feel? I mean, you're not going to say no. Tell me. You, you I said, yeah, 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 I went. Yeah. Yeah. I was like fucking, I, I, I didn't have a passport. But because I'm Portuguese, like, you know, the guy was Brazilian. So he had to go to the Brazilian consulate. I literally could just go to the Portuguese whatever building it thing. It wouldn't matter, yeah. And I'd pay like 70 years, I think. And I got a passport right away. Dude. For a free, for the whole thing, for, five which star probably cost like for. two, three thousand euros or something like that. So oh, yeah, I went dude. to Cape Verde for five, six days, or whatever it was. It was fucking amazing. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. I don't remember many, many stories from. I remember a couple. I know most of the important thing was we went there for free, right? And this is true. I swear, this is true. On the way there, so we were at the airport. Man, this friend of mine, uh, Maria, and we're going, and then on the way there, just like we've not even got inside the security. 
uh, my friend finds 20 euros oh, cash. Nice. Yeah, you're like, so oh, you're already God. up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, let's go, go for the drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh, by the way, uh, this girl, she is the luckiest person in the world. She always found money in the floor. Always. I mean, crazy amounts of money. I don't get it. <laughs> and then we do the. We talk at more than 20. Another story. Once we go, we're in college, we have no money. We're yeah. going to the place in Lisbon where we go out at night. We have no money. We're just going there to meet some friends, be like, we have no money. Uh, and then she stops for a while, just look at like this. Um, shop like uh, clothes from outside and when she looks down she finds 20 euros oh, I'm not joking nice. and then we like mad out this yeah, happens yeah. with her all the time so this episode she found 20 euros on the way then we go inside the security and while we're walking I apparently I kick another 20 euros note and I don't notice but then a policeman stops me and says hey I think you lost something and then I'm like yes sir this is mine boom 40 euros and it's not finished yet. So we go all the way to Cape Verde. So we've been there for like two or three days. I got a massive sunburn because I'm white as fuck. I got really sunburned. I was like, I'm from the South Portugal. I can take my sun. I couldn't. Uh, and we're at the beach. I'm fully covered, uh, fully clothed. And she's just playing with the sand. Mm. She's literally just playing with the sand. And then while she's playing with, like, you know, just doing, like, castles or whatever the fuck, she finds another 20 years. Oh, what? In the sand. Like, In she's the sand. making a hole. And then she starts crying of laughter. And this is all true. So we had these six years which we just spent on this free trip for alcohol. So I spent nothing. The whole time. So oh. I love traveling. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the real question is why haven't you taken her everywhere? <laughs> well, well, we're, well we, like eventually after college, we're still friends for like a while. And then, you know, eventually I studied international relations. It's actually connected with traveling. I always wanted to be abroad. So I was like, I'm just going to pick a thing that I think... He's going to make me go abroad. Yes. Yep. It was international relations. Literally, that was the reason I went for politics. I was like, well, if you study international relations... Your chances are there's You need be to a, live yeah. international. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not really like that, to be honest. But yeah, so a lot of my friends from college, fortunately and unfortunately, uh, just live around the world. How did, were you ever kind of a little bit worried that you got picked third to go on this trip? Oh, uh, no. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was telling all those guys, I'm so happy you guys fucked up. You know? Yeah, oh, but I'll tell you so what, glad. for those other guys, it would have sucked so bad because oh. like, you could imagine, like, holy dude. You know what? It was really, you know what's really weird? I don't mind saying this. It's like her boyfriend, like, he knew me really, really well. Like, I was hanging out with their house loads. And, but he, like, the day before the trip, he comes to me, he's like, dude, please don't fuck my, my girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> Not now that you haven't. Now that you've told me, you don't. Yeah, that you if don't you want didn't that. say anything, yeah, because we had to be like in the same youth. We were finding the end. I did come back. Said no, I did not have sex with a girlfriend. But I'm happy to maintain this friendship. I don't want to ruin it. Otherwise, uh, that would be yeah, very awkward. And plus, that yeah. also screws you up for any potential free future holidays that you could. Dude, go on. I actually didn't get another holidays, but I got a free gig to the uh, free con- uh, ticket to the Kaiser ships. Really? Yeah, from her as oh, well. Yeah. So this is an investment friend. You do not get rid of this. I friend. should. I should send another message just to be like hey what you doing Maria what's the story uh, no she's a great friend so that's cool so like um, coming from Europe as well you, a lot of, it's a lot easier to travel say uh, yeah. you know because for us it's like pretty much just New, New Zealand is where people go to or to Indonesia and that's just about it yeah you guys are really stuck. we don't so <laughs> far away oh man trust me but uh, you know and expensive as well but did you find because you've not only traveled a lot but you've also moved different places around yeah. the world so you always wanted to live overseas yeah. or was there something that you're like okay I'm gonna move overseas now you know where am I gonna pick is it just a dartboard throw it like Mm -hmm. I mean it's I don't I just really remember since I'm young that I always was more interested in like just 
being different things in certain, you know, artistic way. Just like I want to go somewhere else. Check it out. For areas. some reason, I never really thought about a particular country, as far as I remember. Uh, but that's why I picked international relations. All yeah. that. Even then, I don't think I ever thought I was going to travel. Yeah, I remember being like 18 and being like, "Yeah, this is. I'm going to live in Portugal. I'm never going to go anywhere." Like, because no. I'm from a very small town. So my, so although Portugal is in Europe, we're like the. We're in the corner, and when you Portuguese from the small town in the southwest corner point of Europe, you know, like Europe is really far away, and I was just so weird. Like I always thought that it just it's impossible to go to Europe because to go to Europe you have to go past Spain, past France, and I was like, that's never gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, and then I just had opportunity when I was in college to do Erasmus, so a year abroad, and then that was literally just where can I go? I just downloaded this PDF with all the universities, check all the different countries I could go, and I was like, where would I want to go? And I was like, I want to go as far away as possible to yeah. Portugal. And the choice in the end was between Poland and Estonia. And then I chose Poland for two reasons. First, because Estonia was just too cold in my head. It was like, that's like fucking Siberia. The other reason was just because my brother had Polish friends from college, especially the female kind. And he did tell me that they're quite nice over there. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's what we want, mate. It, like, if anything, that you're probably not the first one. To I was that. 19. I was yeah. like, that sounds like a good thing. I'm a, you know, exotic guy from the South. Although I'm very white. So I yes. didn't even bring the Latino look with me. I, didn't, I had to... I had to use other yeah. to get there. Now, how did you go with the language, though? Oh, it was really hard. Polish is really hard. I speak yeah. a little bit now. Oh, okay. In the end, I lived there for two years. So I did one year Erasmus there, and then I reloaded. I think Poland is amazing. It's a great country. It's a bit of a shame some of the politics things happening there, but the people are really great. Mm. Uh, some of the nice people I've ever met are from there. Some of my best friends are from there. Um, the language is very hard. Yeah. It makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> It's the, actually the oldest uh, Slavic language, or, well, I mean, the Slavic language that kept to its roots. Yeah, the yeah, like most original kind of yeah. in some ways. Yeah, it's like really, video. really hard. It's, it's, it's really tough. The whole grammar doesn't make any sense for a Latin speaker in a way. But it was easy for me to get the accent because the Eastern European accent is very similar to Portuguese accent. Okay, all right. Yeah, I have no idea how come the most Western, you know, Makes, yeah. Latin language has a very Russian accent. That's weird. Yeah. And see, that's the thing as well. Like, um, so whenever you, like, whenever you hear kind of foreigners in English-speaking countries or whatever, you can always hear, like, a distinct, like, European. It's just, like, a nebulous, like, European yeah, yeah, accent yeah. or whatever. And it's always, like, you know, like, do you... Like, how do they learn? Like, do they learn it from other Europeans? And that's how they get the English? Yeah, like, that happens a lot. Yes, because I remember. So I did my Erasmus. I think my English was, was good. was mm. okay from... Well, so far, movies. so good. I've been up there. <laughs> so so, yeah. Cheers. And um, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure my accent probably was way more Portuguese than mm. it is now. But when you do the Erasmus or things like this, or you do a master's, or you just live internationally in Europe, and you always end up just talking more with other uh, Europeans that yeah. are non-natives of English... There's this kind of pattern of maybe not an accent, but in terms of all the same mistakes, all the grammar things, and you just kind of get, and that becomes a, we call it the European English, the international English. So it's not really English, native English, but just everyone learns how to speak like that. And so when you went to Poland, though, so you, yeah. so you were just hanging out, like, did you know any people that spoke Portuguese there, or did you yeah. just throw yourself into... I wanted to throw myself, like, I literally, another reason why I, choke, I chose the city I went to, which was Wrocław, was because there are only one spot. I didn't want any of my friends to come with me. Oh, good, yeah. A couple of them were really pissed off with me. They're like, dude, I thought we were going to go together to X place. I was like, ah, I applied to this one. Sorry, man. Mm. I just really wanted to go by myself and just 
talk with different people. Yeah. Like I didn't. I had in the end, I had like five Portuguese friends, which is always good. You always want to have a couple of them. Yeah. yeah. Just and, yeah. just so for the base level, just to be like, man, how weird is this country? Oh yeah. yeah. You <laughs> need to have somebody that relates to you and you can talk about yeah. it or you can bitch about somebody in your mm. own language, which I did quite a lot probably. But you know, in a good way. Like you know, one of my good friends from there, Portuguese girl, she is now my brother's girlfriend for the last oh. seven years. So. You know, so good. I really pushed myself just to talk with everybody who was a foreigner because this was my first real chance to actually know these people, like mm. Italians. And like I met Italians and Croatians, who, Croatian kids who, talk, who told me about the war. Mm, <laughs> they yeah, remember yeah, it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's the thing. There's a completely different reality of, of the yeah. last recent history over there. Even it? when you talk with the Polish and then you talk with the Polish person and see them having an argument with the Russians mm. and you're like, oh shit, yeah, you guys have a lot of beef between oh, each other. And then you stay away from the Spanish as far as you can. Yeah, you need to have a whole history history degree just to really understand the nuances of what's oh, going totally. on. Oh, totally. That's why I really love it because while I was studying was politics, international relations, history. And then I did this and you really have to, and I was studying the same topics, but like in the focus in Central East Europe, which yeah. is really great. It gives you a complete uh, map of Europe. And my, at that time, I didn't think much about comedy. I was doing a little bit, but not really stand up. And I was like, this is what I want to do, you know, mm. this cross-cultural communication. So I need to travel more. So when I was there, I, would, I went around, not as much as I wanted, because I think I was still, I was 20 and what I was doing was already enough for my head at the time. Like being in Poland and going a little bit around, that was enough. A lot of people were like backpacking all the way to like, you know, Scandinavia. And I was like, I can't do that. That's a bit yeah. too much. Hey, like, because I mean, like, at the moment, I spent I spent a year here in Ireland, and I yeah. really just sunk all my time into here, and that's kind of how you meet your mates and stuff like that. But True. now that I'm in the UK, I'm kind of I just all I know is Australian people. I don't think I met a single English. Really? People. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, and we just do so much traveling. So you know, it's like you really have to choose where you sink your time into because yeah. I feel more attached here because I know more people and you spend yeah. more time here. But then yeah, I've seen the rest of the world by by going over to the UK and then using that as a kind mm -hmm. of base. Mm -hmm. kind of thing but yeah it's mm -hmm. interesting how you can you stay somewhere but it, you know people's relationship with where they are is completely de different depending on the time that how they use it really like oh totally no yeah like the what i did in poland I did a lot i would just i was hanging out with a lot of polish people yeah and then i did that again in my second year there because i just really liked them i think they're some of the most unique and creative people i've met or like things that i met through polish friends like they would show me this Polish artists that are musicians or art painters or whatever the hell. And they're really creative. That's this really weird alternative underground Polish art thing. It's amazing. And I'm pretty sure it exists in Portugal. I'm pretty sure it's in Lisbon. I lived in Lisbon for seven years, but I was just not attached to it. In Lisbon, I was just a college student trying to get drunk. You know, I didn't really went deep into it. But when I went to Poland, I just met all these cool people with this everyone that I would meet would be doing something cool and interesting. Yeah, oh man, yeah. yeah. And then in Ireland, happening, in Dublin, it's happening the same thing. I agree with you, like, you know, my second year then, the people that I met in Poland, they were more travelers. So I yeah. did travel way more uh, in the second year I was in Poland because they were just more, they were American. And Americans are like, you know, like in Australia, they're in Europe, they want to go everywhere. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and that's the thing as well. Like, if you, it's always good to get a group of people because when you're, like, say, for instance, here, you know, hanging out with Irish people, well, everyone was already in their lives. Like, they were yeah. very, you know, not set in their ways in a bad way, but they were living their life, essentially. And then you get all these Australians over in the UK now and they're just like, come on, travel, where are we going next? Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, and everyone's yeah. really excited. So, yeah, I mean, I can understand. Because, see, like, people, sometimes think that it's because of the culture because you know when I went to Poland most people like most Erasmus students don't really meet Polish and then I worked for Jesus for two years in Erasmus in Lisbon so I was welcoming students and they would complain about oh we can't meet Portuguese people it's not because of the culture per se like because you're 
Australian, you speak the language of English, we really yeah. love English. And it's sometimes just because these people have been living here. They have the groups and it's, you have to really get out of a way really oh, interested yeah. in other people to be like, you know what, I'm not going to be hanging out with my mates yeah. to hang out with somebody I just met. It's, it's tough, you know. I mean, yeah, and, and that's the thing. You really have to take yourself out of yourself and just you know, chuck yourself yeah. in anything that's kind of available. Um, but no, and, it, and the whole thing is an experience. But I think to me, the thing that surprises me about like mm. your journey and what I know is that yeah. you, and I don't know if you went straight here, but after, mm. after kind of Poland, you ended up somehow in Japan as well. Okay, yeah. So I'll try to explain <laughs> it. So yeah, so I'm in Lisbon. I do my degree there, do one year of, in Poland. Then I came back to Portugal for a couple of years while I work. I was like... Come back when I'm 20 and I'm working in Portugal until I'm 24. Because I didn't know if I want to do a master, what I want to do in my life, you know, all this yeah, shit. Yeah, so I'm yeah. just, I'll work, I'll do some shit. And then yeah. I started doing comedy and all that. Then I get annoyed with comedy. I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to go a master's. I want to go abroad again. I like this whole abroad traveling thing comes back to me. And I'm like, fuck comedy. I don't mm. care about comedy. I really want to travel and meet more people. And that's when I thought, okay, Poland, I want to go to Poland. So I tried to find, you know, programs and masters and all that. Then I always wanted to go to Japan. Like this was like my, you know, crazy dream ambition that's never going to happen. Like mm. everybody has one. Somebody wants to be a rock star. I wanted to live in Japan. Mm. I didn't want to visit. I wanted to live and study in Japan. It was very precise. Yeah, I thought that I was going to visit one day. When I'm like 40, I'm going to have enough money, I'll go, go there for a month. But I was like, I want to live and study there. Like, totally get, experience the culture, like, yeah. get into it, yeah, yeah. Totally yeah. fueled by games and anime, to be uh, honest. Yeah. It's totally fucking... Which is how most people get into it, like, in the Western world, at least. Really like, crazy yeah. people in Japan who are... Like, the Westerners that I met in Japan, I'd say... They're, whoa. Oh, yeah, 40% of them are normal, regular students just there. And then there's, like, about 50 to 60 artists, fucking crazy. That shit, insane. <laughs> oh my god I mean, great people I love them yeah, but yeah. they're really into Japanese stuff and uh, yeah so I'm looking for masters and I'm going like for months and months and I'm just looking and looking I never choose and then eventually I found this one which was a program was a two masters degree so you have to do two masters one in one year and the mm. second in the second year and the first one was in Poland in Krakow which I really wanted to go and the second one was in Japan in Kobe oh sweet where my best friend from college lived Lives and studies politics. So I literally sent him a message like at 2 a.m. when I found this, like in a computer laptop in my bed, you know, mm -hmm. and I told him, hey, dude, can you read this? Do you think I have a chance to get this? And then with his help and everything, like we prepared and I applied and I get the scholarship. So, boo. I ended up in Japan because of studies. It was brilliant because I got a scholarship, yeah. travel was paid, and I just lived there out of the EU. EU and, and wait, so you're, you're living over there, uh, so your study, is that in, what language is that? Oh, it's all in English, yeah. Yeah, okay, really? All right, yeah. cool. Well, uh, like, Poland is amazing for mm. English uh, in terms of studies. Uh, Japan is still working it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had some, they did their best. Uh, they did their best, I can't say that. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I think it was still really great. Um, yeah. I had one class which was English Japanese. Okay, yeah. So you had some Japanese students who spoke English, some English. Yeah. Allegedly spoke English. <laughs> the, professor the, nearest, the nearest approximate of English. Oh, yeah. it's so funny. I don't want to be a dick to them because uh, they're just the nicest people ever. Well, I don't think we have any Japanese listeners, so you can certainly go for it. <laughs> you never know. Maybe some Japanese friends go, oh, Pedro, he's a podcaster and he's a racist. And I'm just being racist, which is fun. It's fun, guys. It's fun to be racist sometimes. <laughs> uh, I joke, I joke. But no, uh, yeah. So like, for example, I get there uh, and then, yeah, when I go to Japan, like the whole staff, like the main person who's taking care of me and the other couple English speaking students didn't speak English. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> so I had to call my friend. He speaks fluent Japanese. Oh, fantastic. He speaks dialect Japanese from Kobe. 
can go to the old man Japanese from the city and speak his dialect, and he knows this shit. So, so I called him and said, "Dude, can you come and do the, you know, the introduction for us? Because this lady doesn't speak Japanese." So literally, he was next to her interpreting, like translating what she's saying to me and like four other students. So it was a really weird thing, uh, but it was great. I mean, c- classes were not the most important thing when I was there. I was doing it, but I was just trying to immerse myself as much in culture. It's mm. harder because Japanese only mostly speak Japanese. They're very interested in foreigners. They really are. They really want to talk to you. They really want to, but they just can't. And you try <laughs> to talk to them. I learn a bit Japanese. You try to gestures and you can only go so far. Yeah. When I went over there, I'm just really glad I didn't have blonde hair because that is oh, just yeah. a magnet for that they just come. But that's the thing as well. Like I, in my kind of, I've only been there for a trip when I was like 15 because I studied the language for a little while and I found yeah. that it was hard to learn learn Japanese over there only because everyone would try to speak to me in English True, but then again yeah. I wasn't I wasn't at university and living there I can imagine it would be very different I mean that's like Tokyo and all the really kind of touristy yeah, areas yeah it's a bit so. different yeah if you go to Tokyo and I'd say Osaka like those places you have like a bigger community of like uh, foreigners and oh, English yeah. speaking people and then a bit more the Japanese like in college a lot of Japanese students would want to talk to me like actually okay I can tell you this is hilarious <laughs> two things these things are very hilarious so there was this class we got an email from this uh, Japanese teacher. So they just have this, like, we lived all in a dorm. Yep. So they just send an email and put posters in the lobby saying um, that she has a, a seminar for Japanese students to learn more about different cultures. So they invite students like us to go there and a student will make a presentation about your country. Okay. And then you can talk and explain things, which I find it such a cool idea. And we are paid with food, literally. In the end of the seminar, they just have a lot of Japanese food and you can eat. So we're like, fuck yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, the student's uh, currency. <laughs> the student's currency is food, yeah. really. And I go there, uh, go there with a friend of mine from Poland, right? She's actually studying with me, um, called Dominika. Um, so, we, so the idea is I could go there, like four or five of us, and there's each student making presentation about the country. Now, the funny thing about my country, about Portugal, was that the, the guy was, uh, it was like, I don't know, he was like 18, he looked like he was 10. He was so nervous, he was shaking and sweating. She, she bring when you speak the English, mm. which is totally, I totally get it, fucking hard language for yes, them. Yes. And he's introducing Portugal. Now, it starts okay, Portugal is a country, no, no, no. and I'm like, containing myself, like, dude, you go for it, I'm with you. <laughs> doing a good job. <laughs> dude, I gave him a pep talk before saying, you'll be okay, I'll be okay. <laughs> I actually gave him a pep talk, because I kind of thought I want him to win, you know, it's yeah. a stupid way. Yeah. And he's doing the presentation, starts okay, and then after the second slide, he says, okay, this is Portugal geographically. The second slide, my hobby is, uh, what was it? Um, uh, what's the name for it? Uh, those groups of uh, uh, idols, Japanese idols. Okay. You know the group of girls, like Spice Girls, but in Japan. Oh yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah, like well, the K-pop, but with exactly, yeah, yeah, but yeah, they're yeah. just girls. K-pop. So yeah. they call them the uh, idols. Yeah. Okay. Idol right. bands. So there will be these bands with like, f- there's one which has like fucking fifty different Japanese girls, each one with a different style, so that it suits to a different target oh, yes. of males. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, so this guy says this. Okay, first slide, this is Portugal geographically. Speak language, Portuguese. Second slide, my hobby is idols, Japanese girls, idols. And then he makes a presentation about his favorite idols and what they do. <laughs> what? And, then, yeah. and then he gives a color to each one. And then he says, now I will make my presentation about different aspects of Portugal based off. on this Japanese girl idol that I love. That is so Japanese. <laughs> I actually... It is not a joke. I got a presentation out of him. And yeah. I said, oh, it's so good. I want to have it. But though you would have like on the left, mm. 
his idol and say, this is Harani. Mm. Harani likes to cook. Mm. Na, 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 na. In Portugal, people cook <laughs> chicken. <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you what, that is a bri- that's at least bridging two passions. That guy the is the most creative person. I'm pretty sure he's a fashion designer by now <laughs> or like a manager. So he did that, and that's yeah. like just brilliant in its own right. And then uh, the time to, for my friend Dominica to be, have her presentation. Uh, so the girl, I think it's a girl, yeah, starts, and she goes, So my presentation in Dominica Republic. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh. And we're like, oh, Dominica Republic. And we're looking around trying to see who's from Dominica Republic. Nobody is from the Republic, <laughs> uh, because they read her name, Dominica. Oh. And they thought that was the country. Oh no! So this girl did a ten-minute presentation about the Dominican oh, Republic. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. And then in the end, the teacher points at my friend like, "Ah, this Dominica is your country. from Dominica." She's like, "No." Where's she from? Poland. Oh. <laughs> but now she, she's an expert. In the she's Dominican the whitest person ever. She like ginger red hair, curly red hair. She's like no Latino mm. at all. Mm. And then the, the Japanese student just gets really shocked because they're really, it's, they're very shy people, yeah, right? Yeah. So now they're in this situation and they continue, he or she, I don't remember, continues the presentation about Dominican Republic regardless of nobody there. Yeah, you know? yeah. So at the end, nobody can <laughs> add information to it. But yeah. I mean, when you're overseas, weird stuff like that always happens. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And have you, have you ever, in your experience, like had, what's like the worst kind of culture shock that you've had, like big, because I mean, you've been mm. a few places. Have you had an experience where you're just like, wow, that's completely out of my frame of reference. I'm pretty sure I have loads of it. I'm trying to remember. Um, <laughs> try, seriously, trying to remember. I mean, like one of them is, for example, it's not. It was for me. It was like the drinking culture in Poland. That was yeah. a culture shock for me. Although in Portugal, we drink a lot in terms of wine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was this guy. It was from my class in my Erasmus, and he was a nice guy. It was kind of a nerdy type of guy, but yeah. he was a nice fella, and he was going to live in the second semester to another college, and me and two other guys, like, we, we would hang out with him, but it's kind of, uh, we're in the same class, and it was like, oh, I'm leaving, I'm making a party, uh, night out, would you guys, like, on a Friday, would you guys, no, not Friday, like a fucking Tuesday, <laughs> or Wednesday. We're students, why not? Yeah, exactly, but we're yeah. like, yeah, like, oh, would you come, you know, for my goodbye party, we're like, yeah, fair, we like the guy, we're gonna go, and we're on the tram there on that Tuesday night or whatever, and we're t- all talking to each other, like, we're not gonna drink, right? Because I mean, this is, it's a Tuesday. He's <laughs> a nice, he's a nice guy, but we don't really. He's not that nice of a guy, you yeah, know. We yeah. don't. We're gonna drink two pints and we go back home. Hmm. And we get there because we felt like you know because we thought well if he's inviting us he doesn't really have many friends, which is a shit thing to think. Yeah, well, hey, hey. Look. But we thought about that and we get there and so far it it was true like it was only him and another guy, hmm. but he had the huge table booked in this club. A club mm. at like 8 p.m. We were inside the club, and it's like, Oh, today's a really cool day, it's a promotion. Whatever you order, you get the second one for free. And we're like, Cool, you get the beer, you get the second beer for free. And we say that we're gonna get some beers. He's like, No, 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 I order bottles of vodka. Oh, here we go, <laughs> <laughs> bottles of vodka. And we're like, Oh, all right, well, we're gonna get our beer in a way, like, no, and then it's like, literally, like, we. We're like, we, we don't want to drink the vodka, we're just going to get beer. And then he literally just say, like, he got really serious, like, are you going to disrespect me in my goodbye party? Wow, really? Yeah, he got really intense. Like, he was a big guy. Like, yeah, he was yeah. a very non-threatening guy, but yeah. he was big. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Polish yeah. people are big. Yeah. And we look at each other like, 
no man no it's all good yeah 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 we drink oh. the shots so he gets the shot glasses and the way the Polish people do they have uh, the shot the, the vodka in one glass and yeah. then they get a glass of orange juice or coca-cola because they say vodka tastes like shit why yeah. would you mix it up with something nice okay. which is smart so no vodka orange no vodka coke so you drink the shot and then you right away drink the, the juice so it cuts the effect the, we call that a chaser apparently a chaser yeah, there yeah. you go makes a lot of sense so yeah. I was like dude you just opened my world that was a good culture <laughs> shock because I hated vodka and back Portugal you just drink like vodka with orange and yeah. it's shit and yeah. then when I drank that I was like this makes a lot of this sense this fixes everything <laughs> it fixes everything in my life this begins my drinking career <laughs> <laughs> it did I was amateur until today yeah <laughs> actually it made a whole mess of me drink like one or two shots and then I'm like now I'm going to order my beer. And then he does the same thing like, dude, no, 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 no. I bought the vodka bottles for everybody. And there's only like five of us at the time, which eventually a lot of people come in. And every time we try to go away, it would literally say like, you got to stay, you got to stay. So we start drinking this vodka, vodka, vodka. The end of the story is not that great, but I'll finish it. The point is we were drunk. <laughs> we got really fucked. I remember like we were looking at each other like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, yeah. So uh, long story short, I'm really, really seriously drunk. Barely remember me stumbling into the dance floor. Now, I don't know why I thought that was a good idea, but I decided to take off my clothes. Oh, fair enough. While I'm dancing. So, <laughs> I think I just got to the point where I take off my shirt and I throw it at somebody. And this huge Polish guy just picks me up, security guy, and throw, throws me outside into, like, fucking minus 10 degrees. And you don't have your shirt on? Only my jeans and my boots. Oh, dude. Uh, luckily, my friends came right after in my... Not my shirt. My shirt was lost, but my jacket <laughs> yeah, and the God. scarf. And... Uh, yeah, we just go home, we're really fucked. And I think before we left the tram, my friend, when he's leaving the tram, just falls on the snow, like straight head face, because he's just fucked. Well, I mean, at least he's got a cushion blow at the end of the day. Now, so you, now you've, you've been everywhere and, and you would have experienced the best and the worst. Do you yeah. have a worst travel story? Is there anything that springs to mind where you're just like, things went from bad to worse? Uh, I'm trying to remember, when I was in Ukraine, maybe something happened? Well, no, only once in Ukraine, in this small town, we got stopped by this. We think they were policemen, but we're not even sure. Oh, yeah. And they're trying to just get our passports. So oh. That, which oh. you don't want to give. No. Even no, when they not. say you have to, like, we, like, one of the lads, like, we are, it was me and other Portuguese, two Italians and an English guy. And we all spoke just enough Polish. Mm. And, but the Italian guy spoke Russian, so he was just speaking Russian with them. And they're like, oh, you guys are, you know, Spanish, Italian, Spanish, Italian. And he's saying, no, no, we're Polish, we're Polish. And we're all speaking, we start speaking Polish with each other just to pretend, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just knew enough to be like, hey, what's your name? Yeah. Kind of, we're doing silly conversations. Yeah. Uh, because we knew just instantly when we saw them, like, these guys have, like, the whole setup, fluffy hat, you know, yeah. the jacket, and yeah. they look really menacing. Uh, no, and they're just trying to constantly saying, you know, you're you're foreigners, you're foreigners, you're foreigners, and oh, passport, passport, passport. Oh, no. You don't want to give the passport. We didn't, uh, and we didn't even say where we were, because, like, the thing is, the moment you give the passport to the hands, they're going to ask you for money. Actually, not that I think about, like, all the bad things happening in that town. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was one thing, and then uh, we just tried to convince them, and then in the end, they didn't believe us, so luckily we had our students... In Poland, they have this little Soviet-looking little notebook, which yep. is a student card, the mm. Legitimacja, which has your photo and says university and things are in Polish. Yeah. Even though our names are our languages, everything else is in Polish. So we just show that, like, covering our names, being like... We've got, we're here. Uh, yeah. we're, Pol we're Polish. And they actually look at it like, fuck, they're Polish. Oh, sweet. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, this was like a little village called Kamiet Podolski, which is beautiful. Mm. It's beautiful. Everything there, everything there was bad. Uh, the hostel, <laughs> which wasn't a hostel. <laughs> this is just a horrible place. Dude, I've forgotten about this. <laughs> yeah. We just opened this box of yeah, bad yeah. memories. The hostel wasn't a hostel. It was like an Airbnb before Airbnb, you yeah. know, like an apartment. Mm. 
get there. Uh, first of all, it smells like peace. It smells like somebody was just there before we left. And it was, because we would go to the main, there's this main bedroom. We opened the wardrobe. There's still clothes there. Hmm. Oh, From well, somebody who left. Really? Yeah. That's weird. And um, So we tried them on and... <laughs> <laughs> we tried them on and then we were playing Ukrainian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was no heating, as it said on the website. So it, it, this is winter. This is like February, I think. Oh, wow. Ukraine. So f- to warm up, we just put, there was extra mattresses. Yeah. Not blankets. <laughs> mattresses. <laughs> so we got the extra mattresses and we put on top of us to warm us up. That's, it's just like when you're staying at a friend's place and they don't look after you at all. And it's like a big night or whatever and you crash at their house. And yeah. You, they don't give you a blanket and you're just like, I find anything, the curtains, rip them down. Two, two nights there. I mean, oh. in mattresses. And then it was so, oh, it was so cold that we got this uh, in the kitchen. They had this uh, electric... Um, hob thing okay yeah. you know the ones that you just switch yeah, it on yeah. and then it takes forever to cool that was our heating we took it we put it in the middle of the room and we put it on to warm up the air oh dude and then we bought a spicy vodka i mean everything there was shit well that's the thing like i always find I, I love asking that story what's the worst travel experience because it's like with anything like amount of time just wait a long time and then yeah. then it's hilarious and then it's a great experience it's an adventure kind of thing it's, it's fun yeah sucks in the moment but then afterwards it's like oh god it made yeah. the trip now so pedro you are you you are a comedian and you do yeah. lots of comedian stuff yeah so this is before a gig tonight. Yes. Uh, now, you tell me yeah. what's going on. Where can people talk to you? Where can people see you? Because, I mean, it's easy for me because yeah. I'm going to see you down the road. But if cool. anyone's yeah. out there and they want to find out a bit more about Pedro, what are they going to do? Yeah, I mean, okay, if you want to find more about the comedy, what the hell am I doing? Even if I wasn't that funny in this podcast. <laughs> uh, I promise I'm quite funny. So you can find me on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram on The Funny Peasant. So that's like the nickname or the name that I'm using as, yeah. you know. The funny not, peasant. Is the it? Yep. funny peasant. Not yeah. as a comedian, so I don't use it as a stage name. But the way I see it is like it's more like a the brand of the comedy that mm. I do. So if you find me on Facebook or Instagram, you'll see it. Put so the things up on there. Yeah, exactly. no, excellent. Pedro Rivera, it has been a fantastic uh, opportunity to talk to you. Good luck on your gig tonight. Cheers, and uh, guys out there, please, please follow him. He's a very funny man and I, I can vouch for him. And, I'll, and I haven't seen him for a year. I guarantee he's going to be funny though. But again, thank you very much. Appreciate it. No, thanks. Thanks for inviting me. And, you know, this is a great podcast. And I hope you guys uh, enjoy some of my <laughs> shitty stories. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks. No Cheers. Excellent. Thanks again, Pedro, for being on the podcast. Again, that is The Funny Peasant on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And while you're on the socials, why don't you stop on by to the new Facebook page for this podcast. It is at The Move Podcast on Facebook. I'm throwing up a bunch of stuff on there, uh, not just promotional stuff for the episodes, also uh, little bits here and there about my travels, maybe a blog or two on the way as well. So get on over to there. I would appreciate it very much. As always, guys, you can also email into the show that is the move nick griffin all one word at gmail.com send in your emails any thoughts that you have on the show any ideas as well because it always helps but folks that's it for me hopefully i'll be talking to your ears again very soon